Welcome to Home, Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you feel like your household frustrations are stealing away your life hour by hour, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. With a bit of history and a little psychology, this isn't your typical house podcast. I am a realtor in Portland, Oregon, and a home functionality coach nationwide. I geek out on various subjects regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot. I pose questions for you to think through about your space and reason. This podcast is all positive, making adulting easier one podcast at a time. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best every day. You might remember episode 8B, where I did a special video edition about creating family photo albums to hold many sentimental things. It went over so well that I promised myself I would do another one the next time I spoke about a topic that would need the same visual support. And here we are. In this mini episode, let's discuss home functionality and aesthetics as it pertains to drawer liners for kitchens and bathrooms. They will protect shelves and drawers from surface damage that can happen from water left on dishes when you unload the dishwasher or the oil and stain rings that can transfer from the bottoms of food and sauce containers. Think ahead for a moment. Using shelf liner with adhesive on it can wreak havoc on the shelf or drawer surface eventually when you have to scrape it aggressively away to get it off. This results in dents and divots and scratches that are cumbersome or impossible to remove. So when thinking about drawer liner in this way, like as if you were to fast forward into the future, it makes more sense to add a pre-cut padded type liner or cork liner that slightly lifts things up off direct contact with the bottom versus using a temporary wallpaper type liner that, although cute, will absorb all those things and transfer them straight through to the drawer anyway. Also, you've got that adhesive challenge for the long haul. You'll appreciate the sound muffling benefits when you have more of a padded scenario with less banging and scraping of dishes and glassware on the wood. They can also be removed and washed as needed. But how much of a pain is it cutting all the drawer liners to size? Such a pain. And I have a shortcut which I want to share with you today. This is especially helpful when you're waiting on your home to close in a purchase or a build scenario and you want to do something, anything to move toward your goal of a smooth move in. When you go to your inspection or your walkthrough prior to close, take some brown paper grocery bags, a pen and some scissors. Open the drawer. 
unfold the bag and open up the seam so it's just a giant piece of paper. Push the bag inside the drawer by lining up one edge against one side of the inside of the drawer so it's straight. Push the rest in flat, creasing the edges where the drawer ends on each side to create a hard and fast line like with your fingernail. Make sure your paper bag is completely flat in the bottom of the drawer. Take your pen and draw over the creases you just made, making a pattern of sorts. Then pull the paper bag out and cut it out on your lines. Put it back in to make sure your lines were exact. Then count how many drawers are in the size. Double check and then write on the template how many of this size you need to cut. Oftentimes drawers are just two sizes in a kitchen, but make sure by putting your same template in the bottom of the others. Do the same with the pull out deeper drawers, maybe intended for dishes. Then take this pattern home, grab whatever you enjoy sipping on, and cut out your drawer liner at your own home in front of your favorite TV show or listening to your favorite podcast without even needing to be in the house they're intended for. In previous moves, I felt like this was something I haven't wanted to take the time to do on move-in day when I'm unpacking, but I've always wished that I had. This last time I learned a lesson when we built a house and I used this method and cut out all our drawer liner in advance so it was as easy as slipping them in and then unpacking the silverware. Done and done. Why not just measure them you might ask? Well, I've heard so many stories about people measuring just a bit off and then wasting rolls of drawer liner, ending up frustrated and never recutting it. This is a tactile way that doesn't require measuring. So let's just imagine there's less errors to be had. When I walk through a home with buyers, one of the things many of them do when they're seriously interested in a home is to pull the drawers out and open the cabinets. Are there soft closed drawer glides on the drawers? Are they well kept with drawer liners inside or scuffed and stained from years of being exposed? Do the shelves pull out for easier access? These features can be one more check in the positive or negative boxes for potential buyers when considering the overall home appeal and functionality. The kitchen and bathrooms are areas you use every single day, so these things are important. Who do you know that might enjoy an intellectual and positive podcast all about homes and the act of living in them to their best and highest potential? Help me spread the word. And now for questions to ask yourself about your home space and your reason. Question number one, what drawers either currently or will get the most use and abuse. Make sure you pay extra special attention to these drawers. Question two, do I have kitchen drawer organizers for at least my silverware drawer? 
And if I have it already, do I like how it's performing? Maybe it's time to revisit that. Question number three. Are my most frequently used silverware and utensils the easiest to access in the closest drawer to where all the action happens? If you're enjoying geeking out with me on home functionality and you'd like more, sign up for my email newsletter, Little Bits of Home Functionality. It comes just once a week and is intentionally short. You'll see one video with a tip or a trick. And as always, I pose questions for you to think through about your space and your reasons. Find the link in the show notes to subscribe. If you're just now joining this podcast and this is the first episode you've listened to, I invite you to binge listen to a series of episodes specific to your outdoor space. Starting with episode 25, which deep dives into curb appeal, episode 26 discusses thoughts and planning of your outdoor spaces with a list of 35 ideas. Episode 27 is all about attracting hummingbirds, butterflies, and birds to your outdoor space, while episode 28 talks specifically about options surrounding fencing, hedges, and privacy screens. It's a fun series, and there's lots of questions there about your space and your reasons. If you happen to know someone in the market to buy or sell in the greater metro Portland, Oregon area, kindly send them my way. The finest compliment I could ever receive is the confidence of your referral. If you have an Amazon Echo, you can say, play the Home Space and Reason podcast by Apple and easily listen on any Echo or Dot. You can also say, play the Home Space and Reason from yesterday on Apple Podcasts or skip backwards 30 seconds, or play the previous episode. Thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives. I'll meet you back here for the next episode. 